This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bed Mother, we talk about the holidays and are joined by yarn master Marnie Zalbin. Woo! Wow! Wow, wow, wow. You're not Teresa. What? No, I'm, I'm, t- I'm totally Teresa. What are you talking about? Hello, I'm Teresa Thorne. I'm super pregnant. Well, or or you've gone through a dramatic change, giving birth to your second child. Another Look, thing they didn't tell us about. Or so all sorts of hormonal changes when you have a baby. I don't know if you know that. Uh, so a, a couple of things we should uh, just start right off saying is that, one, reminder, we're pre-recording these shows. So this show <laughs> is being recorded uh, here in the last week of October. It's going to air in December uh, as many of you already know, Teresa had her baby. I sure did. Over, stop it. Over this, over the last, over last week, she had that baby. It is a beautiful, healthy baby boy. Uh, Teresa is doing great. Jesse's doing great. Simon is doing wonderful, and Oscar is fucking adorable. Oh yeah. Oddly, oddly. Teresa didn't want to come in and record a show a week after giving birth. I don't understand. I'm sure her priorities are completely out of whack. So today, I am being joined by my husband, Stephen Lawrence. That's me. Yes. He's, uh, he's, he's a chatter. You guys mm-hmm. think I'm a chatter? Because we're going to prove that I, everybody seems to think that I'm the talker in my family. Oh, you are the talker in the family. No. Oh, yeah. I think we're going gonna... to... I am the introvert. Okay. So... <laughs> So that's what's going on uh, in our Total Freaky Friday uh, show, uh, One Bad Mother. <laughs> How are you, Stefan? Oh, I, I, I'm I'm doing fine, though a little bit preoccupied with uh, these phone calls we've just been getting from uh, Catherine Bell's preschool. Yeah, so we're on our way here. This is like the uh. one time in a really long time that Stefan and I have been together on a day when Catherine Bell's in school, usually one of us is somewhere near the school at some point in time. But no. But not today. No, nope. today we're like in Los Angeles, a good 30 minutes away. Not close. From the school, about nope. to come in and record. And we get a call from the school where there is a dome structure in their playground, okay? It is it is one of those like metal sort of th- beyond the Thunderdome style domes that you can climb on right. that I refer to as the nose breaker. But or, really should be called the vagina destroyer. Well, apparently that is the case. So like every time we go and watch her climb, she wants to show us, you know, every time we go to the school, how good she is at climbing. And, and just, uh, just as one of the what these sort of mother things is mm-hmm. that like when I watch her climbing, and she's looking at me. I'm like, you're doing so good. I'm so proud of you. Go, Catherine Bell. And as soon as she turns away from me, my face is just horror stricken because all I can imagine is her falling through and cracking her face See. on the bars. And uh, and so this is like every time. Now, Stefan, when he watches her. Yeah, see, now, now I watch, I'm like, oh, oh, she's climbing. She's doing a good job. If she falls, all right, well, she'll learn how to hurt herself. That's why... You're a horrible parent. I'm a terrible parent. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I, I never had my empathy chip installed. Wow, that could be it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so we get this call where they say, she's climbing on the dome structure, and my mm-hmm. mind immediately goes to, 
she's broken her face. Her face is bro- her beautiful face is broken. <laughs> Do what my mother does. Call a plastic surgeon. Um, and they're like, she fell on her vagina. Oh, I, I just was not not ever prepared for this call. I was, preschool. I was surprised to hear the words vagina come out of that, that woman's yeah, mouth. Yeah, so was I. And she did it she did it really beautifully. She was just like fell on her vagina. Right. But we all know we all know what that means. Not good. She says she's not she's okay. She says she's feeling better. She says it's sore. You know, we've checked. She it it, it looks okay. Oh my god! Um, which you know, which made me be like, wait, they're checking her vagina. I know you gotta look to make sure it's not, you know. No, I guess uh, so. Anyway, so it's like my actually not the least of my concerns. No, I know the, the mental picture that came up was like, really? How are they checking her vagina? We're not. No, not, don't go there. Yeah. So anyway, so. We're like, okay, well, does she want to come home? I'm like, we're like tr- pulling in to the parking to come into the studio. And she's like, Do we, does she want to come up? No, no, she says she's she says she's already she's already out there playing again. I'm like, great. We're sitting down to start recording and we get another call. Mm-hmm. And this time they say she's just used the bathroom and she says that it hurts her when she uses the bathroom. Right, because she just smashed her vagina. Well, yeah, I know. And the teacher's like, look, it's you know, this is why. And, you know, I don't know how much it's really hurting versus she said, well, I'm like, it's probably fucking hurting. And no one will give her Tylenol unless we come and personally stick Tylenol in her mouth. Mm. So uh, I said, all right, well, she's going down for nap time, right? Right. So she's going down for nap time. They're going to give her an ice pack. And then uh, we'll be racing over to give her Tylenol or take her home. Poor baby girl. So just know that while we're recording the show, we're neglecting our daughter vagina. Yes, well, which I will say, uh, I think we've done a couple of times on this show, yeah. neglected. Uh, Teresa and I have managed show to neglect. Show comes first. <laughs> Vagina's second. All right. I would like you to stop saying the word vagina now. <laughs> All right. It's really not right, fun. Please. Okay. Okay. Anything else exciting going on for you? Oh, God, no. Oh, good. Uh, me Except either. your beautiful pregnancy. So this week, we are going to talk about uh, the holidays, because this show will be airing smack dab in the middle of Thanksgiving, between Thanksgiving and the December holidays, of which there That are... sounds vague. I know. <laughs> I can't... I don't want to commit us solely to Christmas. Holidays. Holidays. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Stefan. Yes. Oh, you're so not Teresa. I'm not. <laughs> Do you want me to be? No. Oh. That would be weird. Stefan. I'll tell you about my doula. Holidays. Yes. Uh, Source of joy and frustration. Yes. All right. So today we're going to talk about holidays. In particular, we want to talk a little bit about how different they become once you have a child. We've just probably cleared the Thanksgiving holiday, which I think... It seems less stressful for some reason. I think for us in particular, it's not as stressful because there's really only one giant family gathering in between our two families. And it's yours. It's mine. But it wasn't mine. Like, I only started going into when we started dating. 
Right, because I was like, you have this amazing giant family Thanksgiving happening an hour I, and a half away from us that we're not going to. I guess I should. We should go to it. Because- it was awesome too. It's this crazy. It's like. Every year, it just seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like... 40 people. 40 people, and they have this tradition, and it's all in this house in Pennsylvania, and they have this tradition where everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people bring fucking pies. Like, there are 30 pies. There are, there's almost one pie per person. It is ridiculous. Which I took on as a personal challenge and have continued to make really less than desirable pies. Well, what that, what that, pie that, travels well for an hour and a half to three hours on you know the New Jersey Turnpike? Not m- many. No. Not many. Not many pies. Uh, but that is a good time. It, that, is, it is fun. That it's is a lot like of people. 24 hours of food and, you know, just the right amount of booze and yakking and talking and extreme personalities. And it is. <laughs> for sure. It, it is a really. Yeah, it's true. Really. I, I, I cannot. I do not understand why. You were not there every year. It's because we lived in California. My dad was in self-imposed California exile. That ah. Yeah, exactly. So uh-huh. so so we are we are doing well by our side of the family <laughs> by going there and being like the uh, the ambassadors from California. I gotta tell you, I love, and we haven't been able to go the last two times because uh, last year I was um, we had just moved out here. Yeah. And then this year we're I'm pregnant. I'm like probably going to give birth on Thanksgiving. Probably. And so, so, so I'm just giving a lot of promises, being like, no, but next year, I, I promise swear to God. next year we're coming. Because the last one before we moved out, everybody was like, oh, you're going to move out to California. I know. We're never going to see you again. And so now we f- <laughs> desperately feel the need to prove them wrong. Speaking of family guilt placed upon mm-hmm. <laughs> family members for holidays, I think, but no, I, I do think that all families have a level of guilt dishing, whether they're aware of it or not. Well, because families are obligations. Like to some level, right? I mean, you are you are required to do things with your family. That families are obligations, right? Yes. And so, and if you're not doing those things, then you're not living up to your expectations. Well, I can say as a non-mom that I never took those obligations that seriously. Like when I felt like like the importance of it to say my family, mm-hmm. I don't think weighed on me as much as it probably weighs now that I have a child, and even though. She has to do whatever the hell I want her to do for Christmas. I think about like 10, 15, 20 years from now when she wants to do that. Well, not 20, but like 10, oh 15. Oh, my God, 20 years from now. God, please, I hope With you're doing something or else. Uh, yuck. If she was, like, let's say she's like 15 and wants to go like, with her best friend to do Thanksgiving at the to beach. To her boyfriend's family uh, in Tampa. Why would you crush my spirit like this, daughter, after everything I gave you? And then I just sit quietly and cry. Actually, I might be like, does this mean I get to watch movies all day long? Oh, my God. Can we do movie marathons? Uh, let's send our children away as soon as possible for the holidays. Let's get, let's get her an out-of-state boyfriend immediately. Perfect. Done. Christmas, though. Yeah. I think takes on... A slightly heavier weight. Yep. My theory is, for almost everyone except people who don't celebrate Christmas, uh, who may celebrate, but we're gonna we have a guest on today who's gonna talk a little bit about Hanukkah. And we're Thank gonna, goodness. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> once because again, we're the only authorities on anything, and it all has to be whatever we do. Right. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I mean, we, we had Hanukkah in our house, but Hanukkah was that the menorah came out for like one day, and that's then... right. Because your family is your father's side of the family. My, my so so my father's side of the family is Jewish. Yes. My dad is a staunch atheist and would never celebrate Hanukkah. 
like ever. Like like so much so he'll move out to California. Away. He'll move out to California away from Hanukkah because as you know, there's. <laughs> There's no, no Hanukkah in California. No Hanukkah California. It's too sunny. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, we, 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 yeah, and, but we'd get Hanukkah presents from that side of the family. Oh, so, yeah. And so we'd have to, so we have a tiny, tiny menorah, and the menorah would come out, and we'd get a present, and we'd be like, all right, that's, that's Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> Never speak of it again. Exactly. Han- Hanukkah really was, like occupied five minutes to like the entire month of Christmas that we had. All right. Well, let's talk about what you what what <clears throat> Christmas was like in the Lawrence household. All right. Well, so because like so my parents because my dad had zero holiday traditions that he wanted to maintain. Right. Zero. Uh, my mom totally took over. <laughs> Christmas. So it was like it was unfiltered exactly what my mother wanted Christmas. <laughs> Awesome. And so, and so that meant Swedish Christmas. Swedish Christmas takes place on Christmas Eve, right? Right. And to, and it takes place in the evening on Christmas Eve. So it involves an entire day of endless waiting for for presents to happen. <laughs> so so the day the day the day is <laughs> the day is structured to move things along. So yeah. So it, <laughs> You know, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of sort of you get up, you have you have a, you know Christmas morning breakfast, which is usually uh, which is uh, rice rice porridge, and the, and, the, and there's an <laughs> almond in 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 the, in the porridge, and if you get that almond, you're getting married in the next year, and I remember that was stressful for you. Well, because I got it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I believe and, I had not asked you to marry me at that oh, point. Oh, yeah, no, no. no. I, and you still had not after that. No. This was following a trip to was Paris. Was this following Paris? This was following oh, a trip God. to Paris in which everybody, the like people are literally like, in the world. he's going to ask you when you're getting off the plane. Like everybody was like, he's taking you to Paris. You're going to get, he's going to ask. It was a 10 day trip to Paris. Not only was the subway system not working, Stefan did not ask me to marry him. And so it was well, just like. Which you figured out by the second day. Oh, and so, you nailed yeah. me on it. Oh, I nailed you. Well, and, and I thought it was just like, here's this, how awesome, we're just going to go to Paris, how fun, with my friend. Oh, yes. We now, we now we have like. have a nice time at uh, Paris together. Yes. Just anyway. Eat some food. So then we follow this up by coming out to California to this, uh, this Christmas. Right. Where I'm like told, like right as I sit down for breakfast, and if there's an almond in your bread, and your gruel, you're it's going. It's not gruel, it's porridge. <laughs> you're going to get married. And what I get? The almond, to which you still are like, you're still like, this is not, that wasn't, that's just an accident. And I'm like, what? no, your parents. Did I put, say that? You've said that repeatedly. That wasn't, a, I'm, oh, I see what randomly you happened. Uh, no, I believe that's in fact the case. I'm just... pretty sure your parents stuck an almond in my. And did you get married that year? No, it was, yes, uh, we did. waited till the January. Yeah, within, within that calendar year, you got married. <laughs> So it totally came true. Anyway, Christmas traditions. Yep. Um, anyway, so then, then then you have an endless morning of sitting around and not doing anything and looking at the tree with all the presents underneath it, and then <laughs> then 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 din- dinner happens around like well, and there's uh, there's quiet classical music playing. <laughs> <laughs> was this really what it was like as a child too? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay. No, this is always what it's like. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's lovely. And then around like two in the afternoon or so, you have, we, we sit down to dinner and sort of like quietly eat a dinner together. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe have a little bit of conversation, but probably not too much. And then you go and sit quietly for another like hour or so. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, you know, busy yourself with something. Yeah. 
when I when I was little, maybe there would be a present earlier in the day to keep tie me over, but I always picked the wrong thing, so it would be like a stupid sweater to keep me entertained all day. <laughs> Yay, sweater. Yeah, exactly. And then, 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 then there's coffee and then we, with chocolate cake, and then you're just waiting for it to become dark. Oh my and God. then once and it, it's Cal- by the way, just so you know, this is taking place in California where it's not getting dark. <laughs> right. See, well, it makes a lot more sense in Sweden where in the wintertime it gets dark around three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> right? As opposed to California where you're leading just like, you know, it, it, seven. It, exactly, something like that. Yeah. So it, well, five ish or something. Mm. Anyway. And 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 then and then then you uh, then once it's actually dark, then you, everybody's like, Oh, okay, it's time for presents. <laughs> And you sit down and you gradually give out the presents one by one, and then you open them one at a time quietly, and you make sure you say thank you and make eye contact with the person who gives it to you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then what do you do Christmas Day? And um, then you then you just uh, read books. Don't you have stockings Christmas morning? Oh, there. Excuse me. There are stockings on Christmas morning. Yeah. That 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 is our token nod to Santa coming. So Santa brings uh, stuff in the stockings, and that's usually some small gift certificates or something. And uh, I'm making this sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and then uh, and then on the 26th, I get to open a present that is reserved from Christmas because that's my name day. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's Christmas. Oh, and then occasionally there's, there's you watch Donald. Sometimes you watch a Donald Duck cartoon uh, before you open presents. I forgot to mention that. Are you watching TV any other time during the day? No, no. TV's never on. It's just quiet classical music. Wait, you don't like that? <laughs> Does it sound appealing to you? Anyway, so I want all of our Christmas traditions to be exactly like that. I know. All right. My family, little different. <laughs> I don't understand. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh, we would, for as long as I can remember, I'm sure I wasn't doing this at like age three, but for as long as I can remember, <clears throat> Christmas Eve, we had a dinner of fondue. This was not like chocolate fondue. This was like plates of like raw meat and boiling hot oil at the center of the table and your forks, your fondue forks, and you would, and like, and sauces. And by sauces, I mean like Heinz 57, A1 <laughs> steak sauce, teriyaki sauce, and some sesame seeds. Merry Christmas. Very exotic. Uh, this is Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, jab your mate, cook it. Eat it. Delicious. Uh, sitting around like the kitchen table doing mm-hmm. this. And then usually, and then it, we would play poker. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time you were age six, you had to have money to sit at the table. Like before, actu- actual money? Yes, actual money. So before then, <laughs> before then, they'd spot, you know, like, you know, you're like, you know, peanuts, whatever. But anyway, so like, you know, pennies or whatever. But then, but at so some point, 20, some point was, that shit got, turns real. You got to pay to play. Uh, and so we played poker. Um, well, these were valuable life lessons. I was like, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Uh-huh. Know when to walk away and know when to find another 20 bucks to get back into the game. <laughs> Wait, what kind of buy-in? Really? Was it a $20 buy-in to your I Christmas think it was poker I, You know, by the time I hit my... You know, teens or something. Yeah, for sure. It was like 20 bucks or something. Anyway. Mm-hmm. That one sounds And good. I seem to remember it. So the tree would be set up in the like living room. And uh, there would always be like a few presents already under the tree that were from like relatives and, you know, mom and papa, a couple of things like that. And the tree was always like super obnoxious, decorated, 
So we always had like the decorations that we made like in elementary school, which because it was the 70s, my favorite is the like Hardee's, which is like the Burger King or like Carl's Jr. of the South. The Hardee's ashtray with your picture in the middle of it. Because you know, the little round ashtrays that they're no, – Because if, you, if you used to be able to smoke it fast food. Yeah. Then you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But if you're like in your 40s or older, you remember, remember there used to be ashtrays on all the tables at the at – the, at the, whatever, the fast food places. I remember when I used to be able to smoke at Burger King. <laughs> so our, our teachers clearly just collected like 40 of them. You just stuck your picture. Anyway, love my ashtray. Where is that one Preschool. That's at my parents' house. Okay, good. We had Christmas music, but it was always pretty fun. And then we always had like these song books out. There's always Christmas books that came out around Christmas. A house was full of decorations that I can still to this day remember. My mother let us decorate the house. And it's so, like, it was always awful. It was always just awful. But I just, like, wow. thank her so much for not being like, does it really need to go there? She just let us put that shit up oh, wherever we, we wanted. Oh, we had a very art-directed Christmas. So, there were no ashtrays. No, oh, no, 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 no ashtray pictures. So, uh, and then the next morning, what you do is we, my sister and I would wake up at the crack of fucking dawn. We have to stay at the top of the stairs and ring a bell that let them know that you were up, right? And then yeah. every year is the same thing. My mother would like wander out to the bottom of the stairs and look up and be like, I don't know if Santa Claus came. I got to go get your orange juice for your father. Right? We'll find out. And then Papa would come out and he'd go, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like a small Christmas. I don't know if Santa Claus came. Let's take a look. And then we'd be allowed to come tearing down the stairs and like around the corner into the living room where there would just be this like... Orgy of presents. Orgy of, you know, like whatever it was that year. I mean, it wasn't always an orgy, but it was very the way our parents said it was. There was always two sofas in the living room and one side had my sister's presents and one side had mine. And then there were presents in the middle. uh, So that. Whoever got the middle presents first. No, no, no. So that you could just, the ripping could begin. Uh All right. (laughs) Just the shred fest of like, I got this, I got it. Just total chaos. Wow. And then as we got older, there began to be some like actual passing out of like, you know, we we of course were like, here's presents for mama. Here's presents for papa, blah, blah, blah. Then we would have breakfast. Then we'd get in the car and drive 45 minutes to my grandmother's house where we would have uh, lunch there. Usually you walked in, you hung out a little bit, there was a TV on for sure. And then uh, we'd have, you know, Christmas dinner. Then we'd open presents there. Mm-hmm. And then by <laughs> three o'clock or four o'clock, we are back on the road, back home. Uh, back to back to the house, everybody comes in, television comes on, everybody passes out. Nobody has to orgy, talk to each other ever again. Orgy of Christmas. And, uh, and that was Christmas. Right. It was a good time. Sounds nice. It was. So then these two Christmases never really had to meet, just as most people who are just married or dating Christmases do not have to meet mm-hmm. until you have a child, at which point you've got to start figuring out what your Christmas or holiday, whatever, you know, whatever it is you're celebrating at that moment time, uh, looks like. We had Catherine Bell. Yeah. And suddenly I felt like the pressure was up. I, I felt like I felt personally... Like, I had no control over what our Christmas was going to be as a family. Well, part of it was that we moved to California also. So now we're actually going to have collisions with, with my family Yeah, at as the well. beginning, we were in New York, and neither one of us had, uh, outside of siblings, family with us in the same city. Right. So, But we had to pick who was coming that year. We tried one year to have everybody. Oh, God. 
And that we will probably never do that again. There's a it's a difference of style. It's two differences of style. One family likes to linger. One family likes to go back to separate hotel rooms and watch television. (laughs) Mine is the latter. (laughs) Literally, your family on several occasions was like, "All right, we're done," and stood up and immediately left the table. Like there was there was there was no. And my my parents are coffee lingerers. Yeah, we don't linger. They will have coffee and sit for hours. Yeah, mine just assumed no one wants to hang out that long. Uh, so we'll never do that again because mm. there was also like a lot of just like like everybody's like trying to be on their best behavior and not and be polite and like and was, what would you like to do? No, what would you like to do? No, what would you like? And to? It was just and tiring. We just did dinner after dinner after dinner. Fucking tiring. It was too much. Too many dinners. Never doing that again. No, probably not. And it has nothing to do with the families not liking each other. No, they it's like just each other this a lot. Pressure of like. Every minute needs to be filled. Suddenly, when everybody comes in town, every minute needs to be filled. But then we have Catherine Bell. But then we have Catherine Bell. And then in New York, like, so I think one year, like, your parents came up for Christmas and my parents came up for Thanksgiving. And then another year, like, your parents came out kind of around Thanksgiving and my parents came up for Christmas. Like, it was easy to kind of do the, the family swap, which I think yep. a lot of families do. Yep. Then we moved out here to California. I was getting to a point where we had not really had a Christmas at home. Just, I mean, it was four years. We were coming up on four years this year, and we hadn't really done anything that was very specifically our Christmas yet. Right, exactly. We were either falling into what did my parents do on Christmas or what did your parents do on Christmas. And, like, for me, like, a really hard thing was... I understand presents on Christmas Eve. Santa Claus is coming, and I want my daughter to grow up with Santa Claus coming. And, yeah, and Santa and Claus then, never really had that big of a part in our house. Like, like there was Santa was sort of a part of the iconography, but you know, and but one of us would pretend to be Santa, knock on the door with the bag of presents, and just show up and be like, "Hey, I bought you some presents." Right. Well, in my house, I remember coming home from first grade and being like, "Little, you know, Johnny so and so told me that Santa Claus didn't exist," to which my mother said. Little Johnny so-and-so flunked out twice in the first grade. Are you really going to believe him? Oh, well, you're right. And then on the other hand, in in in, uh, in first in second grade, I was the kid. The you're way, that kid. You're little uh, Johnny so-and-so. I did, not t- I did not tell anybody else. But literally, my second grade teacher was like, hey, who here believes in Santa Claus? That's a bad question. And it was just me and Joel McCall did not raise our hands. Everybody else raised their hands. And the teacher was like, well, I believe in Santa Claus. And all of a sudden, we look like the assholes. Yeah, I know. You, you really, no one should, but people in general should stay away from belief questions oh, with children right? at exactly. all times of any kind of belief. Let's just talk about, there are a lot of things you can talk about about with Christmas. I, I enjoy fostering the the idea of Santa Claus. Oh, and, and actually, and honestly, like, if it's whether, you know, if the choice is between magic or no magic, I'll go with magic. Yeah, and so right? again, I mean, for me, the hard thing was I want to be respectful because we're out here in California and we've done more Christmases with your family I want to be respectful of your family's traditions, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't want to feel like the great family destroyer who's come and married in and, like, is, you know, ruining Christmas with okay. other expectations. I have lots of opportunities to do that in right. a million other, other ways. Other, other ways. Other yeah, ways. Yeah. But at the same time, I want... You and me to have a thing that happens That's as ours. often as possible with our children. Yeah. That is special to them. And then we work in the family tradition. So, okay. So, so I've had, I've had a horrible time balancing it. 
<laughs> I, I'm just going to admit that to all our listeners. No, yeah. I mean, I, there's no, no solution it's... here. I just want you to know I've had a horrible time balancing it, and it always stresses me the fuck out. Well, and it stresses me out to have to go against, like, because my, my mother and to have to have it do a Christmas negotiation with her was like a heart attack on a stick for me yeah, last year. I know. Year, right? But we, we got... Like, it really was like a, she could not understand why we wanted to do, it was like, because we wanted to do something as as our family. She's like, well, why don't you want to come down and you can just stay on Christmas Day? I was like, no, no. But we did. And that, the problem was, it was like, we do want to come down. Yeah, of course we do. We just don't want to come down until, but I think we still went on Christmas Eve. But we ended up being able to do a Christmas Day at our house, didn't we? I don't mm-hmm. remember what happened now. I don't now. think we did. Did we not? I feel like we, no, we did it two days early. Did we do Christmas two days early? We did Christmas two days early. That's right. Okay. And then we went down and did the full classical Christmas at your house. Now, here's the thing. So, like, I also really like a lot of Christmas traditions that aren't my own, right? I mean, like, I'm a... Okay, but wait, wait, yes. But but I think this ties into the next question I have for you, which is, all right, so we have failed miserably to date on trying to find the right balance. Right. uh, Yet (laughs) still, yet still are living together and loving each other. Yeah, so far so good. What describe your perfect Christmas? Well, fix it without if you if there's no guilt of your family or yeah. my family, uh, and that everyone would be like, I love that. That's what you want to do, with your family, <laughs> and we want to support it however we can. Go. Well, I, I, I I'm a sucker for 1950s style Christmas mm-hmm. uh, like imagery and iconography. So like when when actually, but one thing I do like in our house that we do do is that we do bring out like we have a whole series of Christmas records. Mm-hmm. The Christmas records come out. It's all like Bing Crosby and Reader's Digest Christmas Treasury. And <laughs> there's a certain amount of like like American coziness that I like, and I like mixing it with the kind of like uh, Christmas coziness. Uh, you know, like in terms of like it, it's it's all about sort of like. There's some there's some quiet to it. It's not all mm-hmm. chaos. The chaos Christmas is what totally drives me. I think a little bit nuts. So <laughs> divorce. I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's 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 the shred, it's the shred fest that really sort of gets my neck hairs to be like, mm-hmm, I don't want to have a shred. Do you think fest. you just don't remember being a child? We didn't do that. We it was very we, we really it was always quietly in a circle. You go around and you open a present one at a time. I know. <laughs> but like, but but so so my ideal Christmas is probably Christmas music, some classical, some not. Because uh, I, I like a soul Christmas. You do like soul. You like soul Christmas a lot more than I like soul. I love soul Christmas. It's true. I like I like that. I like you mixing in soul Christmas along with Christmas standards and like some some classical Swedish Christmas as well. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I also want to be eating Christmas foods all month long. Right. Right. So I want. We never have the time. We have to never really. But Christmas foods to you are Swedish foods. So, it I mean, is. let's just be clear that it's like it's a very specific set that only you can cook. Mm-hmm. Hence why we don't always get to do them all the time. Yeah. yeah. But like it's the sweet things. Like like actually I Christmas treats I feel like like I would like to have those done by like, you know, first week of December and then eat them all month long. Uh-huh. Yeah, never never we haven't really incorporated that yet. No. No, exactly. But I'm actually but I'm But what do you but, want but, your Christmas day I'm, to look like? Christmas day I am gung ho on having our Christmas tradition be Christmas morning open presents. Mm-hmm. Right, and I and, and I'm and I'm totally happy with that. I thought it was really cute last last year. Catherine Bell was like, it was the first time she really sort of got the idea of leaving cookies for Santa, and she was like way into it. Right, and we made the cookies and left them out with a glass of milk, and she was like totally into it. So I'm I'm happy about that. That's good. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then we open the openings in the morning. I am also would love to get some sort of Christmas Day movie uh, tradition going. Sure. I would like to do that, whatever that means. I know some families do, you know, Star Wars trilogy all day. So I think we should do some that. Some families. Some families do that. So I feel like we should sort of just, uh-huh. uh, just sort of incorporate that as our Christmas tradition. That's great. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that works out for you yeah, this yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. So balance. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. What do you want? Shrekfest. This is Jesse Thorne, proprietor of MaximumFun.org and host of International Waters. International Waters pits a team of comedians in London against a team of comedians here in L.A. over several rounds of very stupid pop culture questions and games. We've got Paul F. Tompkins, Josie Long, Greg Proops, Claudio Doherty, Robin Ince, Andy Zaltzman, Paul Shear, Izzy Sooty, Ricky Carmona, Cameron Esposito, Aaron Gibson, Brian Safi. So join me and the best comedians in the English-speaking world for International Waters. Go to MaximumFun.org or look for us in the iTunes store. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Stefan. Yeah? Genius fail time. Oh, God. I'm pretty excited to have you on the show. Is that your genius moment? <laughs> no. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. My genius moment of the week is actually borrowed from Catherine Bell and then reminded me of a genius moment. We have been getting lots of Amazon boxes because uh, the baby's coming, so everything comes from Amazon. And it's always filled with that brown packing paper. And the other day, this weekend, she pulled out this long run of the brown packing paper, held it up on her head, and she was like, Rapunzel hair. And I was like, holy shit, that is Rapunzel hair. Good genius. You're a genius. And then we had a horrible time trying to find a way to keep it on her head. And without it tearing because down Because it house, was like 10 feet long. It's 10 feet long. But you know what? We got a real lesson on what it must be like to be really Rapunzel. She was like, this is hard to walk around with all this. But it reminded me as a follow-up genius moment that uh, when she was, well, and still, uh, when she was younger and we were just starting out finger painting and, you know, uh, getting into art, If you just pull that brown packing paper out and flatten it out, it's got little places where you can rip it into squares automatically. You just flatten it out and fold it up. I would tuck it in a drawer, and it was just free free art paper. So we used it for finger paintings, for drawing, to cover tables so that she could go to town, put it on the wall. Yeah. So it was a good time. Genius. Genius. How about you, Stefan? What's your genius moment? Getting married to the most beautiful woman I've ever met and the most amazing mother of my child. 
What do we have on the calls? <laughs> First, my genius moment, inspired by one bad mother, I um, sent what I consider to be the most awesome gift to my uh, expecting sister-in-law. She's due this Friday with her first baby. So she is an awesome stepmom to two teenage children with my uh, brother-in-law. So, inspired by you, I sent her a set of cards. Um, one set is for her passage of time as a new mom, and one set includes cards to look at when she's, she's feeling overwhelmed or when she's feeling uh, angry or when she's feeling frustrated or when she's feeling like she just can't handle it. And basically, they all say some variation of you are awesome and you are doing a great job and being a mom is really hard. <laughs> so I'm hoping that she finds it helpful. Um, I know I found it helpful for me to have friends do that. I think that's a great genius moment. And I, I, I just <laughs> side notes. If you heard a strange noise in the background, you did. And I just would like you to keep that in your mind for later in the show. Just you, the yes, just yeah. There was a weird noise going on in the background while she was leaving. That just keep that in your mind, listeners. Uh, but that was genius. That's such yeah. a nice idea. I just I think that's really nice because I think like you know that kind of sort of very simple, consistent support. I mean, it's, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Good job. Yeah, good job. Fail. 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 You suck. All right, so my fail uh, happened. I've been saving this one up. It's a doozy. Uh, we were in the process of moving, <laughs> and we were such geniuses to get a night in a hotel between the day the movers came and the day the movers uh, set everything back up. So we stayed in the hotel. We picked up Catherine Bell. We got to the hotel. <laughs> I had packed everything Stefan and I could possibly need for a night in a hotel and nothing. For our daughter. No pajamas, no clothes for the next day. Like, nothing. I, there was nothing in the suitcase for her besides, like, kitty and sleepy. Luckily, because we had gone to, like, Disney two days before, we were there at night, there was actually a random pair of pajamas in the car that she didn't want to put on to come home from Disney. And she had her backpack with her, her school backpack, where there's always an extra change of clothes. So, like, we had it, but it was a lot of, like, go to the car, get it out of the car, blah, blah, blah. As but I could to, not oh. believe opening that suitcase <laughs> there's just not being anything for my child in it. I, I feel like I share in that fail. No, why? You <laughs> I, were not even around that day. Are you kidding me? I packed half my suitcase. Oh, good. So you, your I, I, stuff's I, all there. I thought about all, I thought about all my junk. You thought about, just, you thought about just your stuff. Not good. at all about uh, Catherine Bell's. Mine or Catherine Bell's. Good. Okay. All right. So, what's your failure? All right. <laughs> so Catherine Bell has been doing this thing recently because uh, where well she'll call out in the middle of the night and then, you know she needs comforting for some reason or another. And I generally try to get up and do it because, uh, Biz, you, you are you are big with child. It is the fail that you don't always get up and do it? No, no, no. No, no. Because, because <laughs> but if, I'm because, still getting up and doing it quite Because a if bit. that happens, that's your fail for not nudging me and getting me out of bed. Oh, oh that's, that's my I'm fail. I'm just saying. <laughs> but so, so, yes. the, so the other night, you know, but she doesn't always want to see me. Right. So she just, mm. right. So she often is like, you know, I'll walk in and she'll be like, I wanted mom. 
mama. And I'd be like, but, you know, she, she needs to be sleeping. She needs her rest. She's like, but I don't want you. I want mama. And I, so I've tried. And, you know, sometimes I try to convince her and sometimes it's successful being like, no, but I'm here now. I can comfort you. And she's just like, I like you, but I but I don't like you as much as mama. And so, so. But I believe she, the word is love. Love. <laughs> She does. She does actually say the word love. It's bad. Uh, so, so this this particular night, you know, I'm trying really hard. She is not being convinced. She is turning away from me. She is like screaming and crying until I, until do, I'm up until and come. You, exactly. You come on in, and she is like, "Mama," and then you try you try to tell her, and I like literally give this like frustrated face of like. I, I, you became like 12. I became 12. I literally did a sort of like a eye roll, sigh, hands out, being like, frustrated thing and stomped back to my room literally like a child. Literally stomped back to his room like a child. I mean, granted, I mean, like, I was just like, you know, she caught, I think she also caught me like an hour into sleeping. So I was like kind of grumpy already. And But I was just like, I really probably need to be a grown up here and not the petulant child. <laughs> So that's my fail. Oh, she loves you. Not as much as you. True. So this last week, everybody in my family, my four-year-old, my two-year-old, and my husband all had stomach flu. So I was home from work and dealing with everybody puking and cleaning it up. And I never got sick, but I was just exhausted from everything. And so on day three, when everybody was better but not really up for anything much but wanted to get out of the house... I decided we should all go to a movie. And so we were doing great. Uh, my four-year-old was doing great. And then for 45 minutes or so, my two-year-old was also doing great. And then she she started kind of losing it. And she wanted to climb on seats and she wanted to sit on my lap and not in to sit on my lap and is asking for snacks and popcorn. And honestly, I was just tuning it out. Like I, I had blocked it out. I was wanted to sit in a dark movie theater and watch a movie. I didn't care. <laughs> and I didn't realize how noisy she was being until two people people in front of us turned to me and said, we just need to watch the movie, get her out of the theater. And that's when I realized that she was actually being really disruptive. And I took her out of the theater while my husband and son finished watching the movie. So that's my mommy win for this week. Thanks. Oh, poor mom. I know. It, I, but you, I, you know, I do get it. You get totally tuned out because you're just like, I just want to veg out. I just want to be here. And then you become that Parent. Especially because, like, when you go to a movie, all you want to do, like, the the amazing thing about movies with kids is that it's like, oh, I get to sit in the dark for two hours and not do anything. <laughs> and, and the fact that she got kicked out of that. Oh. Well, technically, she did sit there in the movie theater and, and not, not do, do anything. anything. Yes. <laughs> so, so that and that was that was wound up being the fail. But you know what? Say, love you. Good for you for getting out of the theater. Yeah. But, no, I won't go into my whole life. Why does the father get to sit there and still watch the movie? Well, because it's her fault. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think Stefan just failed again. What? You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> You're still not Teresa. Oh, not yet. Um, Maybe if I wish hard enough, let's call a mom. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Today we are calling Marty Zalbin, 
a.k.a. yarn-loving Yarny by Marnie, a former Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey circus clown and currently an HR specialist with Sony, which I assume is very similar to clown work. Welcome, Marnie! Hello. It's way more similar than you think. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually probably harder than being a clown at some point in time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Well, uh, dealing with adults requires way more patience than dealing with children, oh. believe it or not. <laughs> Especially adults who uh, think they are totally qualified for something. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we want to start off by asking you the same question we ask every guest that we have on the show, and that is, who lives in your house? Well, there is myself. I have a lovely husband named Alex and a three-and-three-quarter-year-old daughter named Penny. <laughs> does she say three-and-three-quarter? Yes, she does. Okay, good. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> well, uh, there are about eight million discussions we could have with you, I think. But we're going we're gonna, to actually, I wanted to jump into some holiday questions right off the bat, but then we decided that really... I think what people are going to want to know more is we can't avoid the clown, the clowning. <laughs> so because like as a as a as a mom who had done you know who had a life before having Catherine Bell, I still have some sort of a life, but not the exact same life that I once had. It's a and different life. I have a desire. I had at some point a desire to like you know, I had to prove to my kid that I was cool once. I can't imagine having formerly been a clown. <laughs> And, like, when do you let your kid know that? When do you want them to comprehend it? Does she even comprehend it? Oh, How do you yeah. raise a circus-loving child? Um, it's because she doesn't know that not every mom was a clown. <laughs> it's completely normal in every way. So, so far as Penny knows, she's been to a lot of circuses already. Right. And so far as she knows, the circus experience is you go... You say hi to all of the clowns before the show. <laughs> then at the end of the show, the clowns come and pick you up and take you backstage. That's how the circus works. That right, is a right. really good... That is much different than my circus experience. Yes, it is <laughs> different than most people's circus experience. And, um, yeah, I, that's the way that it's been. There's um, circus posters all over our house that I am in, and she knows Mama Clown and she can point to everybody and tell you who they are. She's never seen me in makeup, oh. uh, but she's seen tons of pictures. There's albums. Um, she's seen a lot of our friends both in and out of makeup, so she, she gets the idea that it's the same person. Who were you as a clown? What was your clown character? Um, it was just it's me, just times 20. So <laughs> imagine my giggle, just a lot more of it, right. uh, a lot of hips. You know, a lot of <laughs> a lot of doing the pony, uh-huh. lots of blowing kisses. So big, just big way hair. lovable, way lovable, lovable clown. I tried. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever make uh, kids cry? As oh my goodness! There's no way to help. There's no way to avoid making kids cry. I was the reigning champion while I was there of getting kids who were crying to stop crying. But they but they were crying because of you in the first place. Um, just in general. It's oh, okay. a really overwhelming experience. Oh, sure. Right. You know, parents shove their kids at you, take a yeah. picture, get an autograph. And little kids who are just learning what a face is supposed to look like, <laughs> then you put this completely ridiculous, like circus clown makeup is not meant to be looked up at up close. Actually, I don't. It's meant to be looked at 
from the top of an arena. Right. right. Oh, that's so interesting. All right. Well, now that we've gotten the good stuff out of the way, the good <laughs> questions out of the way. Well, bye. We, bye. <laughs> so, uh, Stefan and I were talking about holidays and mm-hmm. how we have really failed at uh, figuring out a holiday tradition that is uniquely ours and Catherine Bell's and soon to be Ellis's. Uh, we have talked about uh, how very different our family's approaches to the holidays were uh and uh the pressure or at least the pressure i felt in trying to uh, meet what i assumed everybody's expectations were for holidays when i went to their houses clearly ours was very christmasy based and we have the luxury of rarely having all the family living in the same town and you have you and alex both of your parents live Really close. Super close. And uh, you guys celebrate Hanukkah, which, you know, I would like to joke is like a less stressful holiday. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> but uh, but I, I could be, A, I'm probably horribly wrong, and B, I can't possibly imagine having both parents wanting, both, both grandparents. Yes. Uh, being... Really close. This was one of the first discussions that we had when we got married, and then we had to have it again when Penny was born. All right, take us through it. Take us through it. And did it change? Was there a difference between uh, just married Marnie and Alex and then family Marnie and Alex? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so from the beginning. From the beginning. So when we first got married, so Jewish holidays, for the most part, are two nights. So that was never a problem. We'd go one place the first night, the other place the second night. No big deal. Also, my family, because there's very little actual religion involved in my family. Uh, We all like to get together. We love to eat the food. We want to celebrate, but we don't care when we do it. And since the Jewish calendar is based on the lunar calendar, and nobody's getting off of work anyway, (laughs) we just move them to when they're convenient. If they don't happen to fall on a weekend, we'll do it on a weekend. I'm incredibly jealous. And, <laughs> but that's but no, but it's a good point. They're, they're just I think between like yours and mine stuff, and my family is much more less of the tradition stickler of date. Oh yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. But it's, so I think that's normal for a lot of fam. I wonder if that's normal for a lot of families, regardless of the holiday. One uh, family tends to be a little more loosey goosey, uh, and one well, let's find it. Let's find out. Let's so we'll find- we'll do Christmas with your family in October. <laughs> they, they, nice. would, they would take we it. Did, uh, that happened one year. I so. Penny was born in December. I, oh, my cousin, my first cousin, baby, major. was born in November. Ugh. Nobody wanted to go to a Hanukkah. We moved it to February. <laughs> 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 That's when we were making it out of the house with our babies. Uh, yeah, and that's just the way that it was that year. Yeah. This year, so I don't know if you guys even know this, not oh, wait a second. I do being know up this. on the Jews. So by the time this airs, Hanukkah's done. I know um, it's the same time have... as Thanksgiving this year. Yes. Oh my so goodness. we so we were calling it um, Thanksgivinga for a right, while. Sure. Yeah. But then my sister, my older sister, her friends are calling it Thanks a Latka. That's good. That's, that's more clever. I like it that. is more clever. Yeah, so they good. win big yeah. time. All right. So, but under a normal circumstance. Oh, under no. So back to married. First married. Yeah. Um, we would do the the only really difficult holiday is Thanksgiving, because there's only one Thanksgiving. Right. Oh. 
when we were first married, we would go separately because we each really liked Thanksgiving with our own family. Really? <laughs> yeah. You guys are so smart. But that only lasted, that was one year. Right. Because then we had a baby. <laughs> and then, That was my plan. Is there a third Thanksgiving that Penny could go yeah. to? Yeah. Well, I wish, right? <laughs> Just find a, a children's table somewhere and stick her at it. That's right. right. <laughs> so now we just alternate. Ah, so you do the alternate with the we Thanksgiving. We do the alternate because we are, all of the families are close. So we do um, one one year, this year is the, the Zalbin family Thanksgiving. And then because it is Hanukkah, we'll be getting together for Hanukkah with my family the but, next day. So, but does your family go to the Zalbin Thanksgiving? Yeah, do you unite the families? No, we're too many people. We're both oh, huge, okay. huge families. Oh, so sometimes big families can help negate the pressure a little bit, just kind of knock out right, the because, sense because of responsibility. Have, because you have to choose. Yes. Right, okay. Right. And we set that in stone in the beginning. Oh. Like, this is the way it's going to be because we just cannot do it any other way. Did, if did, someone else, you know, if we move into a house and we become the Thanksgiving family, we'll just invite everybody and that'll be fine. Do you, did you ever have to have a discussion with the parents? We, it, it was less of a discussion and more of a, this is the way we're going to do it. So you just laid down the law? We did. And they still love you? I hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still invited Curious. I, I still have received invitations to everything. I always know when things are happening. And Okay, so they haven't frozen you out. No, no not, not yet. Out. No, no one's yet. ruined anybody else's holiday. <laughs> Curious. <laughs> so interesting. Because let's all face it. The bottom line of all holidays, despite all of this, mm-hmm. is just enjoying your fellow person. And while well, eating things. And eating things. Mostly and eating things. Yeah, and drinking things. Yes. And just being around people you love. Like, that's, it's all good. Oh, that's nice. There we Goodbye. go. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I am so not the person who, the, the HR person that I am, like, uh, tell me Merry Christmas. That's totally fine with me. How is it? I don't understand being insulted by that. Oh, God. As an HR person, do you get crazy complaints from people being like, oh, Marty, I never even thought about what a good question. Do you get crazy people at your... Well, of course you get crazy people. You're in well, HR. Well, I get crazy people all the time. But people will Report say people? to me, Merry Christmas, and uh. then catch themselves and go, oh, I should be saying Happy Holidays. Like it's <laughs> some kind of... <laughs> Well, oh, it's like horribly offensive. I've offended you. I've offended your God. I've offended your family. I've offended everybody. I'm all for not offending people, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I'm also not looking for a fight all the time. <laughs> You're wishing me to be happy. Like, that's really nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I want you to be happy, too. Have a candy cane. Have a candy yeah, cane. have a candy cane. Have a latka. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my Eat God. Please just have a giant plate of latkes at your desk <laughs> that you can give away, give away to people when they come by. This is fried. It's going to make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> Put some sour cream on it. Oh, delicious. And they're so good. They are very enjoyable. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Marnie, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. And giving us actually much better insight than Stefan and I were able to come to oh, in God. five, six years of marriage. Uh, oh, I hope so. The child's so great. And Wait, so the key is communication, communication. and saying what you want. 
Uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, so, Marnie, again, thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Goodbye. enjoyable. Oh, Marnie. I uh, like Marnie. I do like the Marnie as well. And as we kind of wrapped up the call, so very true. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's strange. Honesty. Yeah. Telling communication. I don't think there's any lesson we can we can learn here. No. Certainly not. <laughs> let's let's just eradicate all of that like peace, love, and understanding. Listen to a mom have a breakdown. And before we do, I just want to I need to point out before this call, remember the noise from the genius moment that sounded like somebody jumping on a trampoline over and over again in the background. The whole time I've been doing this, maxing out your voicemail by knocking all these genius scale things out, you probably heard the dulcet sounds of my breast pump in the background because that's right, I'm a breastfeeding mom who is also a working mom who is calling you will being pumped like a cow with these crazy things on my nipples that are being stretched to a length that is disturbing if I spent too much time looking at it, <laughs> all to nourish my delightful, charming, cute as a button, uh, darling baby boy. Um, and because I love him, I'm doing it. But I hate every goddamn minute of it. I never want fucking breastfeed again. He has teeth now. The pumping is better. But I don't understand how you can't feel, feel like uh, livestock when you have your nipples attached to a pumping machine. Yeah, it's... I hate it. I really hate it. Really, I just... I can't even express in words how much I hate it, but... Uh, I feel like it's the right thing to do. I'm going to keep doing it, and I'm going to trust that my hatred of actually breastfeeding will not somehow imbue my breast milk with all of that frustration and disgust and, and loathing. So that's, that's what I got. Oh, God. Mama tastes like bitter. <laughs> Oh my god! I was like that noise. So she had left. She had left like a genius and a fail and a rant, like all in one. And so I was listening to it, and I kept thinking, "What is that fucking noise? I'm not gonna be able to use this call because of this noise in the background." So like, is it a trampoline? Is she in a seedy motel? Are people like having sex in the next room? Like, what is this noise? And then she gets to the rant, and she says, "And I was like." <gasps> I know that noise. Oh, and, and, you, and you will know that noise again. Oh, God, that is the worst. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, Mom, that you are putting up with that. But good for you for venting because you know what? You're. I think my favorite line was, I really hope this is doing some good. And, and you know what? It, you do what you can. 
If, if, if you can survive it, awesome. If you can't, awesome. It's all good. Your child's going to be fine. Dignity, thy name is best. I uh, know. Dignity, thy name is, has anything to do with the first pregnancy <laughs> or year with child or whatever. I literally, we were crossing the street to come in, and I realized I need to button my pants. There is no dignity. But one day, you will forget all about this. I promise. That is why they made wine. Hang in there, Mom. You are doing a good job, I promise you. All moms, you are doing a really good job. All dads, you are too. Let us try. What did we learn today? We learned that uh, Stefan and I have very different holidays, yet still... Remain together. Remain together. Temporarily. Sure. Uh At least through this next child. Keep it through the holiday. Keep it through the holidays. Uh, That we do get to celebrate the fact that this year... I will have just had a baby, and we can put off being honest with our relatives another year by just saying, sorry, new baby, we're not leaving the house. Get out of jail free. Get out of jail free card before we have to come to terms uh, (laughs) with ourselves and our families. So, phew! There we go. Bullet dodge. We learned that apparently it's no big fucking deal what you celebrate for the holidays as long as you are celebrating it with friends and family and uh, being nice to one another. And that circus clowns are awesome and terrifying. And I've learned how hot this recording booth is. (laughs) Stefan, welcome to the period hut, as Uh, we like to call it. (laughs) I'm so synced up with your period right now. Uh, Stefan? Yeah? Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. You are doing a good job, actually. You are really doing a good job. And I don't know if I tell you often enough, but I I, I don't. I I can never tell you often (laughs) enough. But you are doing a fantastic job, and I appreciate all the hard work that you put in. Thank you. And everyone out there, uh, we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down, mama blues. Low down, mama blues. Got to low down, mama blues. Got to low down, mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.